Hello, Team Builder. Thank you so much for joining us today on Ask Michelle and Chris. We're here to answer your questions about team building so we can learn and grow together. I'm your host, Chris Cabert of Fun Doing and On Team Building. I'm joined by my co-host, Michelle Cummings of Training Wheels. Let's go find out what we can answer for you today. Hi, Chris. How are you? Hello, Michelle. I'm doing well in where we're just about our final week of the year. Yeah. yeah, right. We're in the final week of the year recording over Zoom again. Yeah, I've become very reflective. I think the end of the year is very reflective. So this is a, obviously a good time for a reflection episode. And also considering what I, I, I follow some people who no longer do resolutions necessarily, but reflections. Yeah. And then they set goals. Uh, you know, what do they want to try? One of the people that I follow does a hundred day challenges for himself. Mm-hmm. So I am contemplating what that will be. I, I, I like the idea. Uh, and I have to, I'm making a choice on, on what I want to do, either like learning He's more along the lines of learning something new and learning a new skill. Uh, I'm leaning towards maybe giving up something for a hundred days or adding something more along the lines of nutrition that getting better at for a hundred days or cutting out this for a hundred days. So yeah, I don't know what it's going to be yet, but uh, that's what I've been kind of kind of nice. rattling around in my brain. How about you? You're ending up your year. You're headed out of town, going to chill a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, with being widely known as the debriefing queen, I love reflecting on lessons learned each year and setting goals for the new year. I too don't set resolutions. I set goals and I not only do it with myself and my business, but I also do it with my kids, trying to instill the value in them of setting goals and not necessarily resolutions and, and having something that you're working towards all the time. And I think this year has given us plenty of opportunities to stretch and grow and learn some valuable lessons along the way. So today we just want to look at and talk about reflections of this podcast for the, you know, for our first year, our first season of Ask Michelle and Chris about team building and what we've learned, what we enjoyed, maybe even some lessons learned from loss, and then wrap up with a final reviewing activity that you could do at the end of the year with your families, with your clients, with your staff, or with yourself as well. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm ready. I've, I've learned a lot, especially podcasting. You and I had a, a, a little reflection of how this got started. I have another podcast that I did this year, season one of the on team building podcast. It was last year I started the On Team Building blog with the vision of doing a podcast. And after the beginning of the year, I got that going. This was before the pandemic. And then you and I, after a couple months, so maybe it was February or March, I can't remember when, when you and I talked, I found in researching podcasts, there's different formats and you learn from people. What do you want to do? Is it a short one? Is it long form? Is it once a month? Is it twice a month, every two weeks? 
And there is no really set answer. There's no, there's not enough data to say what's better than the other. It's just preferences of what people like. And mm -hmm. I follow someone who does a short form question and answer. That's what I asked you. I thought between the two of us, it'd be fun to co-host something and then just do a question answer format where it's really short for people who like the short ones. My on team building podcast was a little longer, 30 to 40 minutes. Ours has been 15 to 20. We pivoted a little bit during the season and invited some people onto the podcast. We hadn't thought about that. So it was kind of an evolution of different things and learnings for both of us. Yeah. Uh, and that was new for you, something new Absolutely. for you. Absolutely. You know, when I went into 2020, I had no idea I would have a podcast because I think it was around the February-ish timeframe that you approached me and said, hey, what do you think about this? I'm like... I think that sounds like a lot of fun. Why not? I mean, especially if we're going to be home for most of the year. I'm, I, I'm so used to traveling that I was like, ooh, I don't know. Do I have time to fit this into my schedule? And then all of a sudden, that the travel part went away for this year. So I had a, you know, just a very different workload than what I normally do, as all of us probably did. I will say that looking back on 2020 and on this podcast, getting con to connect with you, Chris, on a weekly basis to brainstorm and share ideas with the facilitator community has probably been one of the most surprising gifts that 2020 gave me. I have really enjoyed just, you know, trying to figure out what, what can we offer in this format, in this platform that, and I had never even considered doing anything like this because there's the back end part of it of creating a podcast that I don't have to do because Chris takes care of it because I, um, I have a phrase that I use sometimes uh, here in the training wheels office. And I say, I have other gifts <laughs> and the the technology part behind the scenes, I would say is not one of my strong points. When you approached me and said, Hey, let's do a podcast and I'll do all the back end," I was like, done. Like that was the easiest decision for me because I know that that is not in my wheelhouse, nor is it something that I necessarily want to do. The fact that you offered it and I was like, yes, that's, this sounds like so much fun and I can't wait to see what all we will uncover together. But I, and I know your perspective is very different because all I have to do is show up and talk for 20 minutes and I'm kind of gifted at Gab. So why don't you share maybe a little bit about reflections on the investment of time and other things like that, that you put into producing a resource like this for the facilitator community? It starts with interest. And I've always been curious on how to um, manage technology and learn about technology before I pay somebody to do it, because then I have a little bit more of an understanding. I ended up connecting with a couple of different resources to help me learn about podcasting. One was Pat Flynn from Smart Passive Income. He recommended Buzzsprout which is a, a podcast hosting site. And between those two resources, I learned a lot about podcasting, you know, good microphones, what do you need? What platforms do you need? What software? Buzzsprout has a whole tutorial that walks you through step-by-step -step of setting up a podcast and then they host a podcast. They have software that cleans up your podcast all sorts of easier ways now to get into the podcasting realm. And when I got into the On Team Building podcast and could do it, then I felt confident enough to ask Michelle to do one with me because then I had the skills from something else. So it's building on the skills and then what 
do you feel comfortable adding? I would say if Michelle and I will record between 15 and 20 minutes, when all is said and done with the things you need to write for the details, things you need to put in the show notes, it takes about four hours to do one 15 to 20 minute episode mm. to be able to make it worth listening to, getting out the, the spaces. I'm a hauser, as I just did. <laughs> Michelle, she's a sewer. We call her a sewer. I'm a, a pauser. So between the two, you're combining and, and breaking things in. And, and so you learn that. So the learning curve is editing. I use GarageBand. There's other software out there. Then there's microphones. We started out, I started out with an expensive microphone. Now I just use my Apple uh, earbuds with a little microphone attached because it has a noise filter. And it's been working out just fine over Zoom. So there's a way you learn about it. And then the time investment is important. So if you have the time, that might be an influence on how many times you podcast per se, like a month. You know, we do this every week. So it's four hours a week plus the recording time that we do. If you do it twice a month, then it's less. So the learning curve is steep in the beginning, but there's a lot of help. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you can invest in that help, uh, our second season, we're going to invest in a little help. So there is less work that we have to do. And then we're going to invest that way. So now that we know how it works, we can, now we can outsource things and know what to tell them and know how, what we're looking for and know what we're after. Podcasting, I encourage you to try. Buzzsprout, I'll put the link in the show notes. Just go through their little tutorial and see if you can get a feel for it. You don't have to invest anything by learning what it's, what it's about. And you don't need much. Uh, we just have computer and and like I said, my Apple earbuds, Michelle's her computer, and I think her computer microphone. She just talks right into the computer. Have a conversation. And then the editing, get take out the things that flub and and keep in the good stuff and give it a shot. It's not as difficult as it may seem. It's easy once you have other people helping. So that that's been my experience on the back side of things. It would probably be hysterical to put together a blooper reel because oh, there are times where we like stop, we're like, right? Like we totally just make, they're like, okay, cut that part out. You know, like, please make me sound smarter than that. You know, like things like that. So that's been kind of fun as well. Yeah. I actually just went and looked at our stats and while we were, ch- while you were chit-chatting there and we put out in 2020, our first season, 32 episodes. This is our 32nd episode. And we're closing in on 6,500 downloads. Now, that's not everybody that's listened, because if you click through on one of our newsletters or something like that and just go listen straight from the site, those stats aren't counted. Yeah, and that's fun. It's fun to know there's a little map that shows where people are listening. It's that outreach. And Michelle and I have, throughout all our episodes, our purpose was to help team builders learn and grow. And you can do that with a podcast and you can reach people all over the world. We never really know how we help, but we hope we do. Uh, just by seeing downloads, we, we're assuming there's something that we're providing that will be helpful. It's been a nice, wonderful, interesting feeling around it all. There are days that I don't want to edit for four hours, yeah. and that just goes with the turn. It's like everything. There are days you got to do stuff, and and. Other days, it's just fun. It's fun re-listening to our conversations. It's fun knowing that you are going to help people. So it's good. Podcasting is, is, pretty, is, is a pretty interesting adventure. 
So let's transition now to reflections on 2020. You mentioned at the beginning of this episode that you set goals rather than resolutions. You know, how did what you thought 2020 would look like with your goals? How did it tweak, change, uh, and just reflecting on 2020, maybe some lessons learned and things like that? When I started 2020, I had full intentions of building more online courses. I was involved with a collaboration between three different types of courses with with people. So we were starting to get organized. People were starting to film a little bit. I was going to build my online school. That all basically changed when everybody had to stop and refocus and pivot their own work. Things that were kind of on the side for them, like building a course, didn't work out for them. My training season dried up. I had to look at other ways to then focus on, did a couple of trainings. I I know you did the same thing and did tons of stuff for people that was not on your plan. So same for me. I was going to be doing my list building efforts and figuring out how to grow my business when the focus changed, then actually refocused on looking for a job Mm. uh, because I... Who knows how long this will last? So that's actually something new for me that's coming into this new year as I'm working full-time. Now that takes away, my time is different. So going into 2021, I am working for someone else. And then what are my goals for my business? There's not as many. Uh, Consolidation. Now I'm going to figure out how to do less is more even versus a lot of different projects last year. Now, what can I, what do I really want to focus my time on since the time is limited? What's really important to me and what's going to be fun for me? Uh, and we're going to continue the, the Ask Michelle and Chris podcast. We'll be able to jump into that uh, early February. I think we're starting our second season and we'll see how that looks. But excited to do that and then focusing on less of the online things. So that's, you know, a big change was just shifting what my priorities were with this situation. A lot of people asking for help. So providing help that changed just my plans. And I went with where the need was. I think it's like, what, what can you do or what are your skills and abilities? And then what can you do to help with those Mm -hmm. skills? Similar to your track, right? Yeah. Yeah. I will say, you know, 2020 looked so much different. Of course I had three separate international trips scheduled and, you know, all, you know, I had a very full schedule of in-person events lined up, ready to go in 2020. When the world shut down, it was the scariest thing. In five days, I lost so much revenue, income and opportunities. And I was like, oh no, this is going to be another repeat of the recession of like 2009. And that was a very scary, hard year for the training industry. So I was like, oh no, what, like, okay, what do I do? Like, how do I take this bull by the horns and try to figure out how to do this virtually so that we don't end up with another year like that? And now that I'm nine, 10 months out from it, dare I say, I actually had a lot of fun in 2020. Like it's, you know, it's, it's strange to say that, but definitely this year is going to go down in history as the year that creatively challenged me and my work the most in every way, shape or form possible. But it also pushed me to think outside of that proverbial box, if you will, and figure out how to provide meaningful, engaging experiences in the virtual space. Now, was it all fun and games? Um, 
can I say this on the podcast? Hell no. <laughs> right? Like it was not all fun and games, right? It was, there was some crazy stress, uncertainty, fear, especially the first few months. But now I can look back and see how much I've grown as a practitioner, a teacher, a trainer, a facilitator, and also just the number of emails I've received from fellow facilitators all around the globe, like all around the world that have just been so thankful for all of the webinars and work and all of the creative things that the collective facilitate the facilitation community did, not just myself and you, but other people like Mark Collard and the High Five Group and, you know, Amy Clymer and all of these other amazing facilitators that put so much out there in the world to help the facilitator community. And I truly believe that that will come back to us in some way, shape or form. And in my eyes, that was a way to give to the world in an unprecedented time, like a pandemic. I'm not a doctor or a, you know, a person on the front line fighting COVID, but this is a way that I can put some good out there in the world and, you know, and with actually no expectations of getting anything back, but just know that you really put some good stuff out there to help others. We talked about forced creativity in one of our episodes way back when. Yeah. We are we were forced into places we didn't want to go, like we always do with our participants. We mentioned that a lot and that put us in that space, which was kind of pretty cool. The things that came out of it, like conferences that have gone that went virtual. I'm in the middle of watching a list of 16 workshops from a conference that I would have gone to maybe only six. Right. Because of the time overlap. Now I get to watch a lot of workshops that I wouldn't normally have done. And it's, it's exciting. I'm learning so much more than I would have. Yeah. Who knows how that's going to be in the future? Will conferences go back? Will they be both? Will they be hybrid? Who knows? Uh, there's so much more we can do now and so much more people are willing to do. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. I, I know you have a, uh, an activity for us to close out this final season as a way to reflect on this interesting year and, and maybe even more. Yeah. An activity that was presented to me a long time ago by um, a gal by the name of Kim Icock. I know Kim through the camping industry, through the American Camp Association conferences. She's also a presenter there. And, and she presented me with this activity that she does every single year. So when she sits down at the end of the year to write out her holiday letter that she sends out, she actually reflects on the whole year using all the holidays and unique things that happen throughout the year. And then she provides a unique uh, question with each one of them. So for example, um, winter, she reflects on winter, you know, right? So what is one thing, um, what is one thing she enjoys about winter or describe a favorite winter activity or memory? So then she shares a story about winter, you know, and here's a favorite thing that happened for me this year in winter. How about uh, Veterans Day? How did you give back to your country this year? How can you honor a veteran this year? Or how did you honor a veteran this year? Valentine's Day. What's one thing you loved about this year? Describe one relationship you have that's a positive, loving relationship. Vacation. Where did you vacation this year? Now, this one here, all the memes that popped up in 2020 were so funny. Like people that would like have a blueprint of their house or like, all right, today's vacation was in the backyard. And here's what we did, right? Um, but then another question might be, what's one location you would like to visit? Forward thinking, looking into 2021, will we be able to travel again? Thanksgiving, of course, we celebrate that here in the United States, but what's something you're thankful for from this year? Or describe something that carved away at your time this year. 
how about uh, Super Bowl Sunday? I mean, last year, 2020, I grew up, I'm a Kansas Fire kid. The Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year. That's actually really awesome for me. Sorry for those of you that were not, that are not Chiefs fans, but that was really cool for me. Or describe a time you demonstrated good sportsmanship this last year. Kim gave us this, uh, this activity to turn into an actual card set. There are 52 different holidays and questions associated with different events and things like that. So we call it a year in review cards is what we do. But then there's all kinds of different ways that you can use this in the virtual space, as well as the in-person if you are actually back in in in-person. It is such a great way to just reflect on the year. How did you celebrate your birthday differently this year? How did you feel about turning another year older? Like all of those different things. And now that we're going into 2021, like let's talk about the new year. What are you excited about this next year? What's going to be different for you looking into 2021? I have so many new fun things that I am so excited are going to happen in 2021 that never would have been a possibility had 2020 not have been the way that it played out. So I'm actually really excited about new opportunities, new way of doing things. And again, that creativity by constraint and how how do we look at it from a positive perspective rather than like, 2020 was awful and all this. And like in, in many regards, yes, of course it was awful. But in many regards too, I choose to look at it from a positive, you know, how can I be intentional about the work I'm doing where I place my energy and how I can still create safe, meaningful experiences for people in the experiential field. Wonderful. Yeah, I'm with you. I've been signing my texts and emails with, I hope for you that 2021 will be more wonderful and less I wonder. Mm, That's great. I love that. So those of you listening out there, if you've followed us this year, thank you so much for being with us. We are here for you. Uh, we're here to answer your questions. So going into season two, send us your questions. All of them can be submitted through our website on teambuilding.com forward slash ask podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Send in those questions in January so that Michelle and I can prepare and do some recording before season two starts in early February. Michelle, have a very safe trip and a wonderful transition into the hopeful new year and give my best to all the boys. Thank you, Chris. And same to you. And um, and again, heartfelt thanks for creating just a really awesome space for me and challenging and helping me grow as well. I am very, very thankful for you. Thanks so much for listening. If you have additional answers or comments about this question, please send them our way. And if you have a question you'd like us to tackle, we would love to hear it. You can find the submission link and anything we discussed in today's episode in the show notes. Find the show notes and past episodes at onteambuilding.com forward slash ask podcast. That's onteambuilding.com forward slash ask podcast. You can find me and sign up for my newsletter at training-wheels.com. You can sign up for my Fun Doing Fridays activity email and find me at onteambuilding.com.